this is not another one of those cast pod thingies, <laughs> is it? Tajan's man, I yeah, know it. I know it. Yeah, I know it too. I really do. Hello, back and chuckle. Yeah, here I am. It's Tajans again. We've got today. We've got Tristan Graham. This dude is a coral collector. He's a Bundaburgian. I don't even know if that's a word, but he's from Bundaberg. He also loves his fishing, spear fishing. But also, if you've seen me put a post up a couple of weeks ago about a, a dude who saved a whale, I actually get to chat with him. It's Tristan Graham. This is the dude. So. Uh, Grab a beer, sit back, relax, and um, let's get amongst it. Let's go. Let's do All this. Right. All right, here we All go. Right. Tristan Graham, how you going, mate? How you been? Good? Yeah, not bad, mate. What about yourself? Oh, fantabulous. I fucking um, seen this little story on uh, Insta the other day. A couple of your friends sent it to me, so I thought I might might give you a call, contact you, and see see what's going on. haven't met you before, and it's a good uh, uh, chat to the bloke who who's um, doing good things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts are you now? So I'm in Bundaberg at the moment. Oh, yeah. And what sort of, um, so you're, where, where'd you grow up though? Where, what sort of area you grew up? So I, I grew up down the sunny coast. Um, I was a bit younger, uh, kicked around there, um, all freshwater. Like we had all the creeks and rivers and so just fish and flood out and that was my thing. Then, um, yeah, spent so about, yeah, around the uh, Bribey Island area and that, uh-huh. so. That no, was pretty cool. Went, yeah, did a bit there. Um, yeah, scooted up north when I was in my mid-teens, just after school, and got a job up here. And yeah, loving it. What sort of um, job did you do once you moved up there up in your teens? Yeah, so I was going when I was down the coast. I was actually working at a fish farm and an environmental centre, doing a certificate three in parks and wildlife, and then come up here onto a farm and I spent eight years on the farm. Uh, on right on the beach too. So every afternoon was just down the beach spear, and we had a pretty cool little reef behind us, you know. Yeah. Um, did all that, and then got out of that, and went to another farm, and then just yeah, got into coraline for the last nearly five years, so four and a half years. So when you're explaining farms, you just uh, more like fish farms and stuff like that, or yeah. So I did it the uh, fish farm for a couple of years down the coast, and then I moved up to macadamias. We're doing. Yep. So pretty right. cool. The old um, hard nuts on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Pretty much sitting in the harvester, buddy, around the clock. Good fun. So they, um, so the macadamias, when they they sort of fall off the tree and then you suck them off off the ground. Is that how it sort of works? Yeah, yeah. So you got a couple of machines go through. We had um, like we ran flurry gear, so you had sweepers that come through and then you pick it up with a harvester. But other farms run pinwheels and other stuff like that. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes they spray the tree so the nuts drop a bit earlier. Just you know, before they go bad, and it's like and high, stuff like that. It's like in high school, you know, the one kid's got his beard, his nuts dropped a bit earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, bloody eight. <laughs> he got sprayed, uh, early. Someone sprayed him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> got a whiff of it. <laughs> no, so yeah, the um, macas they're they're a hard, they're a nice. They're out of the nuts. They're my favourite to eat too. They're just a bastard to crack the shell. They're so hard. Wouldn't want to put a slasher in the paddock or something with them. You kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
No, no, they're bloody good looking nut and, and good eating too. Like, so you, you know, you're doing with your fish and that, especially like you use them for everything, like the oil and yeah, yeah. it's really good. Wow, fucking nice. Uh, so they're, they're also they're pricey little things. Yeah, I've, they're actually going up like in prices as, as we speak too. I think they're yeah more sought after. They had their rise in like in the nineties. I think they were like a really classy. If you had a macadamia, you're a rich bastard. And now yeah, that's it. Then they sort of had a drop where everyone sort of had them. And I think Hawaii was big into them at a, at one stage. So they had a few big farms over there, and they sort of flooded the market. And now Australia's getting into it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, around our area in particular, it's just going crazy. Like, everyone's planting and that because the price is just going up and the demand for them is so big. Like, um, they're not only just used for food, like cosmetics and, you know, the oil's worth bloody heaps of stuff. Like, not one bit of it gets wasted. All the husk and that goes back on the trees. And, yeah, yeah it's really good. Mm. No, it's so, so, massive um, demand. When you speared coastally down there, what, what sort of fish were you spearing in that area? Uh, so, we get coral trout, um, all your reef species and stuff really um you know in the rivers and that's jack and barra really um pretty much what you get up there yeah no it's just that you've got to travel a bit to get to the bloody reef don't you <laughs> yeah that's it well we got about from from where we are uh about 30 odd mile out to the to the reef and that oh that's uh, a- but there's a lot of coast yeah what's that sorry yeah it's not too bad actually i thought it was further than that no 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 so we we travel up the coast about an hour or so up the coast from where we are to uh, 1770 and leave from there and you know, around Gladstone and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the old um, surfing up that way is pretty good on 1770. There's a couple of good breaks out there. Have you come across any of the breaks? Yeah, yeah, no, there is a couple of really good little um, breaks. Now, I'm not so much into me surfing. I mean, uh, especially of late, starting to get into me body surfing, me womping. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Go up there and have a swim and a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah I see the stomp. Was it Stockton Womp- Whoppers or Wompers or something? Yeah, the, stonk- yeah, the Stockton Whoppers. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, the Wompers down there. Yeah, the Southern. Too bloody cold down there. You won't catch me doing that. <laughs> well, that's what, actually where I thought you were from because I haven't haven't had a chance to chat with you all over all this. So, yeah, I thought, oh, I'm going to talk to someone in bloody Newcastle. I'm going to talk about how cold the water is and all this stuff. And he's like, he's in bloody Bundy. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's too bloody cold down here. You'll never catch me doing that. <laughs> so um, only in summertime but even then i'll still complain <laughs> so yeah, do you, are you a rum drinker <laughs> i am a rum drinker i'm on the northerns at the moment had quite a few little captain morgans last night they set me in <laughs> there we go yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have a beer together here we go cheers mate Bloody <laughs> let's drop the phone <laughs> <We're on. laughs> no yeah so. Over the weekend, I, I tend to have a few more beers than I should, and then I just record yeah, it always happens. in the week. <laughs> it happens like that, eh? <laughs> then the dad bod dad bod sets in. <laughs> That's it. It gets harder and harder to get rid of the dad bod. <laughs> well, don't tell me that. I'm already halfway there. Oh, no. <laughs> it only gets worse. No. Put it on easy. Uh, get rid of it. Start doing some more running. <laughs> so you do any fitness or anything like that? Um, I have been of late. Um, I've actually lost 26 kilo in the last few months, so I've been really starting to get back into it. Yep. Um, yeah, just, you know, mainly beach. Start going to the gym and that, just, you know, just getting stuck in those four walls. It's not me, so I go for a bit of a run slash jog up the beach and, you know, go for a swim, swimming every day. And, oh, that's nice. Yeah, just loving it, eating healthier, just, yeah, doing everything healthy. 
yeah, got the piss there for a while. Did study um, eight weeks off the piss and everything. So, do you find when you're you're healthier, everything sort seems to go better? Like, oh, everything, your mental health, your your fitness. Like you know, you can go for a jog now and not sit there and puff, and even your diving starting to get back in really serious into that. Um, yeah, everything's just working out better. You feel yeah. better. Fucking oath. I, I reckon exactly the same. And you, you can find yourself, you get caught in a bit of a rut and then say so your closest friend is alcohol <laughs> and, yep. and, and um, fast food and you just slide down that rut and it's so hard to get out of that rut. So Exactly right. And I was sort of in that rut. I actually come out of a long-term relationship and I thought, oh, well, it's easy enough to hit the bottle, but fucking go look after yourself, you know? Yeah. Make a change. Make a difference. Do it. Yeah, it is. It's always, and you find you make the biggest changes when you have the biggest changes in your life, as well. Yeah, and and then you can set you on a good path as well. Oh, it has. It's done me. It's done me the world of good. You know, it's hard and whatever else, but like, yeah, done me the world of good. That's nice. So, what other hobbies you do up there in Bundy? Um, oh, I'm into me. I mean, motorbikes and that. Do a bit yep. of riding. Um, yeah, spear and fishing. Not very good. Not very good of a fisherman, but I like doing it. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Take <laughs> beers with you, and <laughs> we all like to talk ourselves up, but we're all pretty fucking crap. <laughs> That's it. We, we had the classic example of that on the weekend. Went out and caught two parts of fuck all. <laughs> ended up with four fish in the esky. <laughs> I just reckon uh, as long as you get one fish in the esky, your day's not 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 a complete <laughs> mess. Complete right off. That's exactly right. We're actually going for a real funny time of the year. I don't know if anyone else gets it up there or whatever else, but like sort of before you come into winter, you get a few weeks of this dead and sort of when you're starting to come out of winter, it, it just goes dead again, like as everything starts to migrate and move. Mm. And I think we might have fallen right on that sort of that timeline. That, I think that happens every time we go to the fucking reef. <laughs> 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 Must be a big season oh, change okay. every couple of weeks. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so, you, so your job up there, you're actually coral collecting as we speak? Yeah, so, yeah, coral collecting as we speak. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. So no, main diving, just um, completed my Master 5, so they'll be skippering that boat. Yep. That's uh, pretty cool, learning all the ropes and, yeah, yep, so it's really good. So Master 5 Coxon, is it? Coxon they call it whatever? Or No, nah, so it's actually a Master 5 and you do an MED uh, 3 course, which is a marine engineer's course. So yep. it's a lot higher than the Coxons. Oh, yep. So that gives you uh, uh, um, able to drive a vessel up to 24 metres. So. Oh, that's fucking awesome. I think it's a, yeah, it's pretty cool, eh? Yeah, everyone wants a 24 metre boat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So there's a lot in it, a lot of responsibilities and stuff, but, you know, it's something you, you love doing and you've got a passion for. Like, it's, it's pretty yeah. cool. I find when you're, when you're a captain of a vessel and you're staying overnight somewhere, it's just the, the stress and anxiety sometimes is, is pretty fucking high in it. So you don't get much sleep. You're always worried about it. No, nah, well, that's it. And- Exactly. Everything's on you as the captain, you know, like yeah. exactly that. You anchor, you know, where you're going to end up, how you're going to anchor on the reef without washing over the reef. And, you yeah. know, you need it. You do need to be a bit smart about it. So how do you sort of uh, combat those anxieties and stuff like that? That's the way, like, when I'm out there, I just can't fucking hardly sleep if I'm in charge. Yeah, look, oh, you get, you get 
you know, used to it. And, like, and we've got a cool crew. Like, we've got a really good crew. Everyone's, you know, well-informed, knows what to do if something goes wrong. So, you know, we're all on the same level. That makes a big difference. Like, you know, alarm goes off or something, everyone's clicked on. There's no one running around not knowing what they're doing. Um, and not only that, the bloke that's teaching me, the skipper, our skipper of our boat, he's been doing it since he's a kid. And I'll tell you what, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable people on the water. He really is. He needs to write a book before he bloody goes because you'll never get that knowledge that he has. Yeah, that's, that's either get get the knowledge or just just keep voice recording him everywhere you go and just <laughs> exactly right. But it's, exactly right. So you, you know the answer to that sort of question is like I've got the best teacher in the world, and you know someone's someone's teaching me the all those sort of ropes and that. You know you got to yeah. know you're doing good. Yeah, it's so good to have someone like that because if you don't, it's all a learning curve and then you, you're you the person who's got to learn from the mistakes. You don't learn from anyone else's mistakes. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. You're Everyone's going to make mistakes but you can learn from others and, yeah, you're all gonna, always going to make your own though. Yeah. That just happens. That's life. <laughs> so with the coral collecting, there's a bit of like, you know, people like, oh, you know, he's, he's taking stuff from the reef and that and I've had friends that do it and the sustainable way of doing it can you explain that a bit more how it's done yeah it is there's a lot of people that do think exactly what you're saying um and there's a lot of quotas everything's quoted you know it's all very restricted uh, lots of paperwork involved when we you know we've got to do a prior report to come in uh you got to do an unloading report what you got the weights like it's it's full on it's a very you know strictly regulated uh, industry um and everyone just goes oh you're not allowed to touch coral and you're not allowed to do that well we're not going out taking every bit. Like we could do a lot of swimming to get absolutely nothing because, you know, people want the good bits. And and everyone goes, well, you're taking it from the reef. But see, it all goes to aquariums around the world. Around the world, Not everyone's as lucky as we are. And we get to go snorkeling and see the reef and do some diving and that. They want it in their home. Like, yeah. They might only get to do that once a year on a holiday. And when you think about it, they've taken it, but it's still not dead. It's No, it's not dead. No, we, we – so we – um cut it into saleable size bits and put it in the tanks and it comes unreal. Like it gets looked after and then a lot of the tanks and that it goes to, there's either collectors and you know, real hobbyists and stuff that get into it and they look after them like they're the kids. Yeah. yeah. Like you should see some of the, the photos we receive afterwards. It's just spectacular to see how they come up in people's tanks. Yeah, I've actually seen some photos of my friend that does it and um, they actually put the blue light over the top of them and yep, yep. put the colours out and properly. For, for the sale point, you yep. do anything like that to, to show all your buyers what they're getting? Um, yeah, so it goes, it sort of goes like that. We um, all the blue lights and actually, we just run them flat out, it's just really good, um, for them, like the, the type of light we're using. Um, a lot of it gets on, like, we don't do sort of take a photo and send it to it, it's a lot of it's all on you know, uh, bulk buying and you know, what you what you get, what you get, sort of stuff, like they order. Uh, certain corals like your ultras and your A's, B's, like they're all graded. And then, yeah. All right. So what, um, what's your favourite coral? <laughs> and, and they'll say the Nick. Are you allowed to sell the Nemo coral? <laughs> yeah, we're allowed to sell the Nemo coral, the anemones. Um, oh, my favourite coral. I have to be a tracky, trachophilia. It's, uh, yeah, pretty just, I don't know, it's just where you got to collect it. You know, some days you can dive there and there's a metre of viz and, you know, you look for ages, and when you're on, you're on. Like when there's a patch of them. Um, yeah. Besides that, what you know, shape? Ancora. What sort of shape are the trackies? So they're like a round sort of. You can get them like round to sort of oval sort of shape. And yeah, they puff right out, and then 
yeah, pretty cool. It's come yep. in all sorts of colours, all the colours around the world. Yep. Oh, nice. And yeah. So getting away from that and the reason why we've, we're having this conversation is um, you, you saved a big fucking humpback whale the other day. How long ago was that? Yeah. Actually? What was that, sorry? How long ago was that? Uh, that was uh, last week. Oh, last week. Yeah, on our last trip. Yep. So, um, so what sort of day was it when you started off? When you started Beautiful off? day. Cracking, cracking day. No, not a bloody breath of wind. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did a couple of dives, you know, got some coral, and we were just having lunch and scooting around to another spot, and, like, we've been seeing whales all trip. Like, we've probably seen the most whales this trip than we've ever seen. Like, they're everywhere. And this one in particular, I don't know why, caught my eye. Dead calm, so you could see everything, and... It wasn't going down. It was sitting there, and I thought there was birds actually sitting behind it, little white dots, and I thought, oh, that's a bit weird. And, you know, we scooted around the reef, and you're still there. And um, I got the binoculars out, and I went, oh, they've got to be floats. So he's like, oh, are you sure? Said, yeah, yeah. So we drove around and um, had floats. We had a bit of a chat on the, on the way over there. I said, look, you know, if, that's, if it's a net, I think that it's a net, you know, we're going to have to get it off. And um, he goes, yeah, yeah, you know, we obviously weighed up the risks and what can happen. And I just thought, well, you know, we're 140 nautic miles from land. And, you know, you can't call anyone. We can't do. It was just an instant. And he was, he was, you know, fatigued. He was badly sunburnt. You know, he was, you know, couldn't dive. So, yeah, we just made the decision. He um, got me up to it nice and close. And I, I swam over. He just, you know, uh, idled the boat away. So we weren't disturbing the whale at all. And. Yeah, I did yeah. know that, that the, the footage, you were, they were a fair way away from the from the whales. We didn't want to stress, well, we didn't want to stress the whale any more than we had to. Like, you know, I mean, I mean we had to do it. Um, but, you know, so we took every measure to keep him happy, keep the whale happy. And I actually got, when I got on there, he, he stopped. It was almost like he knew I was trying to help him. It was actually incredible. Yeah. So what um, yeah, put together, to, um, like, uh, gear-wise to get out there and, Attack it. I just had my bodies on. I literally ripped my shirt off, threw my fins on and my mask, and I grabbed the fillet knife off the bench and sat on the back of the boat, just ready to go. Like, yep. Yeah. I just <laughs> said, Look, we're going, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, you can see in the video, you just you see you actually, well, like an Olympic swimmer. My missus goes, Geez, he can swim. I said, Oh, he's got flippers on. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was, I was yeah. really on playing, flying over. <laughs> Should have bloody joined the Olympics. <laughs> was there a fair bit of water under us? Yeah, I think we we're probably we would have been about ninety or something. I reckon. Yeah. Um, just yeah, you know, goes between the reefs. All the reefs they just drop off to nothing out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit shallower, but yeah. So I got over there, and he was actually cruising, and I started nicking the rope off. Um, it was wrapped deeply in his tail, like it's the pre- had been on there for a long time. I reckon even more than once. I you know. Um. And, yeah, so I started nicking all the rope off. Didn't get caught or nothing. Like, we, you know, seen it. It wasn't like a net. Story. <laughs> yeah, oh, buddy. Yeah, shout out to you, Frog. Good on you. Don't let a bloody <laughs> lie get in the way of a good story, do you? <laughs> yeah, I had a, uh, one of Tristan's mates contact me and say a few things that he got nearly got caught up in the ropes and stuff. So I added it in the story to add a bit of drama and <laughs> I'll find out flavor. not even real. <laughs> nah, nah. So we've we seen it all when we got... Uh, up to it, we've seen it was only floats, and you know, we same thing weighed up the risk, and yeah, just went for it, went and cut it off him. And I actually got the floats off, and I had to put my fingers in just to get the rest of the rope from out of his tail, dug in and worn in. So he had some, um, he had a 
good little wound on him and you know real sunburnt and, and the lice i got off him and was covered in uh, like scorpion like lice from head to toe like you couldn't see the skin on my chest yeah and they were at the site of the 10 cent coin it was um yeah pretty yucky <laughs> so they just seen another animal and just thought let's jump on this fucker too <laughs> yeah pretty much and it was i just i got off on the boat and i started i got the filleting knife and just started scraping them off i had the decky jumped off and he's get a bloody knife and scrape these things off me <laughs> <laughs> they, they bite a bit those lice or what do you feel them oh they do they do so they actually got talons on them these things they're, they're pretty incredible i'll have to send you a photo and they, they got four talons and they dig them into you i said well, i thought i was getting bitten but they're just grabbing onto me yeah, like a crayfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was just like thousands of them. So. Yeah, so the, the whale, when you're chopping it all off, was it just, I see it just looked like it looked like it was just pausing. Was it just letting it you? Did. It just, it was incredible. He literally just stopped. As soon as I grabbed that rope and sat there, he just went completely still. He took a big breath of air because I thought, oh, I, I want to be wary watching him and everything, uh, just in case, you know, he does decide, all right, I'm going to have a kick and whatever else, and he's just, no, nah, he went dead still like he knew I was helping him. It was it was incredible. And then, yeah, cut the ropes, freed him, went off the back. Woo! <laughs> and he swam off and he went down like he's... Yep. Was there any eye contact or anything like that? You could see he was looking at you or anything like that? Nah, no, nah, I shot in there pretty quick. I just went in to get the job done. Like I said, I didn't want to stress him or nothing and, you know, just wanted to get it done as quick as, quick as we could and get him off free and, fuck, I tell you what, it was a good feeling, let me tell oh, you. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear the, hoot, way. Hoot, hear the hoot from the water from the boat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was cheering. <laughs> and your mate, mate was pretty excited. Who's your mate that took Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy, uh, he loved it, man. Like, and and he, he's, he's a good little lad. <laughs> he gave it Give a bit. Yeah, yeah, little Matt. <laughs> he loves it. What's his name? Little Matty. Little Matty, eh? There you go, little Matty. You've made it. You've made it. He's, made it he's, he's doing all Doing all his dive tickets and everything, so he's the next in line. Yep. Oh, yeah, no, he sounded so excited. It's like I, I showed it to me, missus, a couple of times. We were just pissing ourselves laughing how excited he was. <laughs> oh, it was, man. It was great. <laughs> we all were. There were some bloody high fives on the boat after that, let me tell you. Yeah. So after all that, did it, anyone um, contact you or anything about having a yarn about it? Um. Oh, everyone's going, oh, man, like you got excited. I, Showed a couple of friends and everyone's going, fuck, you got to go put it on the news and that. And I went, no, nah, like, you know, I didn't do it. Never did it for the fame or nothing. Yeah. Like, we were only yeah. doing it. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want the wrong attention. Obviously, you're going to get haters everywhere. But I'm happy to talk about it and that with everyone. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool. You guys yeah. got a good kick out of it. That's enough. No, nah, yeah, I fucking love that sort of shit. <laughs> I, I, I love swimming with them and stuff like that. And I've had... I haven't I've had a couple encounters with whales out the reef, but not that close. But um, yeah. I've actually had a big encounter with a whale shark that actually scared the fucking shit out of me because we we're out. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> we we're out the back of the reef here is probably thirty mile out, and we we're out off an edge. It was like twenty meters, and then it just dropped off hundred meters, and we're just sitting on the edge looking for pelagics, <laughs> and up out of the dark. Me, me mate taps me and points behind me and up out of the dark, this big mouth was just coming up at me and, you know, whale sharks, they look like a shark when you have a quick... Yeah. And I nearly squitted in the water. I just seen this, like, monster coming out of the depth at me, but how slow they <laughs> move. And I'm just like, Fire! oh, oh, it's a fucking whale shark. <laughs> <laughs> this went from oh, that absolute, been- absolute terror to absolute joy. 
Oh, it would have been. That would have been incredible, man. You know, and that day I had, I had a mate in me boat because I didn't have a GoPro or nothing with us, and he had my phone and he took a, a, like a five-minute video of us. I was actually you yeah. added on the back and all that. It was swimming around. It was scratch its back and stuff. And when we get back in the boat, he pressed it, and I said, mate, that sounded like it turned on then. He goes, oh, oh. fuck. He pressed off instead of on. <laughs> oh, God. So he got none of it. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, at, least you got to, at least you still got to do it, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was funny. A couple of weeks prior to that, maybe the same whale shark come around. We were fishing out the reef and it actually come around my boat and was rubbing its back on our boat and stuff. So yeah, I actually took a bit of footage of that on one of my YouTube videos. It's pretty good. Yeah, so they're a fucking awesome. That's for a and have a look. Yeah. <laughs> no, so so you got no bloody notoriety out of it. Bloody hell, you don't need it, but hey. <laughs> no, nah, I never did it for it. And oh you could have, but you know, I'm not not wasn't that keen on it, you know? Yeah. Bloody to show fam and friends and you know. Yeah, because it it was um yeah, a couple of froggy and, and I think the old boys sent me the, the footage and so it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, good of them sending it and I was yeah, I was excited to see that sort of stuff. I always love that stuff. But um, yeah, bloody yeah. So you do a bit of when you're out there, you're allowed to do any fishing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So in our downtime, that's what we do: just spear and fish, and yeah, it's a bit of fun, eh? Yeah, you're in the best part of the world to go. Like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, does, so, it, does it blow up a fair bit down that way? Um, yeah, it does. Uh, there's a lot of protection in some places, so if we can sort of get a good trip there and a good trip back. Like yeah. um, we go up around the Percy's and, you know, around up north and all that sort of stuff. So there's always somewhere to anchor up or dive on the other side of the of the mountain and that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, it's not too bad. We try not to go out in shit weather because it just knocks everything around and, you know, we want the best for the corals too. It's still a living animal. Can't knock them around and, and treat them like crap, you know. Your movements out there, like what sort of – what would you steam at with the coral on board? So we do anywhere between eight and ten knots as a sort of steaming uh, thing. So it's about you know a twenty-four hour run up to some of our dive spots from Bundaberg. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And what sort of uh, you go any you at the back chasing like um, your deep water fish, like your bloody reds and silvers and stuff like that while you're out there? Uh, no, not so much when we're out there. I used to do a fair bit of that. Um, you know, a couple of years ago and this, but now sort of everything that every time the weather's good, we're out diving now and it's just don't get to do as much of that, that sort of stuff anymore. But, you know, we, we get out there and go have a fish around the reef and, you know, at night time especially, pull up somewhere good and, yeah, get a nice little feed. Yeah. It's, a, it's fucking so awesome being out there, especially night time. It's a whole different world. Do you do much night diving out there? You're allowed to do night diving or anything? Uh, we're allowed to do night diving and that. Um, done it a couple of times, but nothing... Yeah. <laughs> it's just no, that once you really. pass the end of the light, it's just like, what the fuck's past that? <laughs> and that's exactly right. You see what's swimming around them lagoons sometimes. It uh, <laughs> puts you on edge. <laughs> it's a bloody good rush, though. It's a good, good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, yeah um, not long ago, I thought I got eaten by a shark out at uh, Swain, not Swains. Uh, what's the island out there? Uh, bunk the bunk. Years, isn't it? Yeah, the bunker group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he was a National Wildlife Officer or something. He went for a snorkel in the afternoon and, yeah, got chopped. Oh, I think I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, that was a while ago now. Hmm. 
Yeah, probably about a year ago, maybe. Yeah. So it's uh, well, that's how it happens, eh? And the thing there, they they um they're always there, the sharks. Like you know, mm. they they got the yachts and everything pull up in their anchorages, and they get fed, and you know, people fish off the back of the boat every single night. Like, yeah, you know, you take that risk by jumping in there, don't you? That's yeah. So always there. So when you're because uh, you'd have a hooker set up and stuff like that when you're doing your collection. Yeah. Yep. So it's all on hooker. Yep. And yep. then we got uh, little pony bottles to get us out of trouble if something does go wrong. Yep. So if no one knows what a hooker is, it's just pretty much a compressed air compressor that runs from the boat on a hose, wraps around your weight belt and a regulator into your mouth pretty much. Yeah, so what we, we've actually got BCDs and a pony bottle in our back, so it goes, it clicks straight into the back of that, so it's just a backpack sort of style. Yep. Um, it, do, it, it goes through a, a big um, filtering system, so I think it runs through four, four or five filters, dunny roll, carbon, and then a couple other ones take the moisture and everything out because you only want good air down there. You don't want to... Yeah. Go harming yourself. Come on, chasing um, outboard oil. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely don't want that. You'd have a fun trip, let me tell you. <laughs> so, <Burping> outboard oil. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so, when while you're down there, you, how, how often, how long would you spend underwater on the hooker? Um, just depends on where we are and on what coral we're sort of chasing. Um, you know, you ask. An hour is sort of an average dive, maybe an hour and a half, and then, you know, sometimes more, sometimes less if there's, you know, not everywhere has got the coral you're chasing. Yeah. So, yeah, there, it just sort of um, Any bends issues with the bends? Nah, none of that. We're all pretty pretty safe with that. Got our little computers on there. They sort of tell you everything. They run you through the whole the whole thing. Um, really good. So and your, your depth, what sort of your max depth you'd go with the hooker? Uh, so 30 metres is what we sort of max. You know, you don't really get much more coral after that. A lot of the corals are anywhere between that five and all the better corals, five and 20. So, and the deeper you date, the less time you get on the bottom. So, but in saying that, you do find some really nice corals down there, just different stuff, you know? Yeah. And you probably spot your fishing spots for that night as well. <laughs> you do, you do. You, you, do see some, uh, you do see some really cool stuff doing that, eh? You say, oh, shit, it'd be good to have a bloody spear gun here now, but I uh, can't do that, unfortunately. It'd be good if you had a button where you could just click the, the coordinates. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Save yeah, your coordinates right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I've definitely got a few spots like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So have you ran into, everyone would like to know, any big nasties out there while you're um, Mainly when I was spearfishing, we you know, not any bad dramas, but they'd sort of, you know, raise you up and um, never really had a drama on the hook. I, only, I had one only just recently sort of come up and whacked me in the ribs and sort of frightened the shit out of me because I didn't see him. He actually, you know, it wasn't hard, just sort of, how you going? What a, who yeah. are you? What are you? <laughs> yeah, what are you? It's just that little bit bigger uh, sort of shark. So you put the wind up me, you definitely got the blood pumping. <laughs> Plus, Nothing to protect yourself down there, just got your hooker line, that's it. That, that's it, yeah. So I've come up, I've, I've, he sort of frightened the shit out of me and come up, the, shot up the side of the reef and sort of sat in the shallow water for a bit and went, oh, far out, like couldn't take it all in for a second. But no, nah, he wasn't trying to eat me enough and just, you know, just sort of bump you and say, so, yeah, you're going. But yeah, that definitely um, <laughs> put the wind up me. So you get to read the behaviours a fair bit while you're out there? Get the Yeah, you do, you do. And uh, some of the spots, like especially out on the eastern side of the Swains, and that must be all the trout boats. They go out there uh, trout fishing, so they hear a boat pull up, and they're like, "Oh, instant feed," you know. So you get in, and sometimes you get in, there'd be ten little just briefies swimming around, fins down, all aggravated, and 
you know, you get down to the bottom, they realise there's no food, it's not a fishing boat. This pier you won't stand for the rest of the dive. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I was talking to a local uh, fish, pro fisherman out here and he told me, because I surf a bit out behind the reef here, and he said, if you see a live trout boat there or trout, trout boat there, do not get in the fucking water. <laughs> yeah. Because they just I believe it, they're always there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've yeah, been saying that though, they're a lazy sort of lazy sort of animal, so they're only chasing that sort of free feed, you know. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to work yeah. for it. <laughs> they don't want to work for it. Uh, it's it's actually it's, um, there's a, there's a um, site called Shark Eyes. I'm actually thinking of putting Shark Eyes under me board. <laughs> there's yeah, a, there's a you can buy like a sticker and you can stick it under your surfboard. Yeah, and yeah, on the back of me goggles, you can get like a strap. That goes around the back of your goggles and it's two eyes, shark eyes. Yeah. And I reckon that wouldn't be bad because they, they like to attack from behind most of the time. And if they got that, they probably think you're, you're looking at them. Yeah, you're going to get them. <laughs> but in saying that, then you probably won't get your pelagic spearing because they all, they all work off eyesight as well. And they're like, fuck, this, la- this lad's always looking at me. <laughs> yeah, you're letting that big mackerel swim over the top of you, frighten him off. Yeah, because yeah, most of the time the Mackies, you don't even you, you might be down and they'll come above you and swim across the yeah. top. And then if you've got those eyes, it's, it'll probably fuck off because it thinks you're looking at it. <laughs> That's it, yeah. So no, it could probably work against you as well. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So you, no. so there's no so you've got some good surf spots out there. You don't do any surfing out there, but you've you've seen any good waves out there? Oh yeah, for sure. On the outside of the reef there, you know. Everyone lines up, goes out there, you know. Um, it pumps right in there. Not so much in Bundy itself. We're sort of protected by Fraser Island. But, yeah, once you get up to 1770 and that, it's pretty killer swell coming through there. And yeah. Yeah. It's not- I've actually been to 1770. Or I heard it's like, yeah, the, there's actually the, sort of the most northern surf break in Queensland pretty much, that area. Yeah, it's oh, it's beautiful, man. It's a, it's a cracking spot, eh? Yeah. Oh, so, love that. I'd have to get down there for a look. Absolutely. Fishing's good. Weather's good. Yep. Nah, it's fucking, it's been some good stories anyway. So um, what um, what else do you do down there with your motorbike riding and stuff like that? What sort of bike you got? Uh, I've got a, a KDM 450. Um, so know, the back wheel doesn't get really much. much traction there? <laughs> no, not, not usually. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of fun you go for a burn up the beach and you know a few tracks around the area and yeah yeah I'd, just cruise around really i used to have a wr450 and it's it's supposed to be for a road and it i couldn't keep the bloody back wheel <laughs> um, yeah imagine, they bloody got so much go those bloody motorbikes they're too they they off it. and every time i got off it my hand was shaking i was like okay i've made it home <laughs> <laughs> it's another trip safe. <laughs> that's why I got rid of it because it's like no, you've got to think of every ride like that. It's like you, yeah, doing it. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, anyway, you get good as falling off anyway. because yeah. <laughs> I had I'm mean, a young fella had a little two wheeler and I'd I'd ride with him through the farm where I live, but because it was so bloody that in first gear you can do sixty k's an hour on them. <laughs> He thinks yeah. he couldn't keep up with me and I couldn't idle because it was the, the uh, ratio was too high, so I couldn't keep up he couldn't keep up with me in first gear. Yeah. Yeah. He he fell in the creek and the motorbike landed on top of him. 
Oh, lucky the creek was only like a foot deep. <laughs> so he had he was laying in the creek and with the motorbike on top of him and he's yelling out, Dad, Dad, and he's crying and my brother lives next door to me and he lives probably 300 metres away from this creek and he could hear him yelling out. So like, my brother ran down and pulled him out of the creek <laughs> and I'm waiting up the other end of the track waiting for him to turn up and he didn't turn up. <laughs> oh, shit. That's no good. At least he's all right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that sort of scared him off two-wheelers and he doesn't want to ride two-wheelers anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, that's no good. Yeah. Then I always, always said with two wheelers, you've got to start kids young. So they. You do, eh? You do. Just, you really do. Yeah, I just see with two wheelers, if you're not brought up on them, don't buy them because everyone's a hero when they're fucking 18 and they get on this. Yeah, that's it. They've got no fucking idea that does fucking 200 kilometers an hour. <laughs> that's it. Before you know it, you're wrapped around a tree. Yeah, and that's exactly right. But, you know, get a sort of suitable bike for you. You can still have a bit of fun and be semi-safe, you know. Yeah, I think I think if yeah. I bought another one, it'd be a 250. And I heard they're just as bad now too. <laughs> yeah, well, if you get some bloody good ones, they're snappy. They're good little bikes. Yeah, <laughs> nice so. and light. So, yeah. No, fuck, mate. Yeah. Well, it's been good to have a convo with you and good to meet you. And, um, yeah, definitely, man. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, if, if you fucking... Everyone up this way, man. We'll go for a spear or a fish. Uh, keep well, I'll be up there. We're coming up for a week in October, week and a half in October. We're going to come up and do a bit of the Dane tree and yeah. have a look around and muck around again. So, oh, yeah, well, yeah, keep keep my number and all that. And when you come through, we'll we'll have a beer. And if the weather's good, I've only got a four and a half meter tinny at the moment. I sold my boat the other day. So, ah, uh, oh, Stuart, we're coming up with a couple of blokes. They're really um, just, yeah, right into their spearing and cracking lads. So we're bringing all the dive gear up and possibly yep. have a boat as well. So, might have to show yep. us a secret spot, eh? Yeah, I've got heaps of those, but they're not so secret, but I've got heaps of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the go. <laughs> Just keep looking until you find them, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> nah, Tristan, it's been fucking awesome, mate. If anyone wants to check you out on Insta, is your is it yours private or is it public? I can't Yeah, remember. mine's mine's private. Yeah, no one can really sort of yeah. get on unless I accept them, but... That's all good. And um, so, yeah, yeah fucking... Well, nice meeting you. Cool, I'll throw it on there. Don't want any haters, though. Don't want any fucking, don't want any wankers either. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, just send him a message at Trudeau. Um, so at T R I D D O underscore 147. And, uh, yep, yep, send him a message. And if you fucking, he finds you interesting, he might let you in. <laughs> that's it. No dickheads allowed. <laughs> no, that's why you haven't accepted mine yet. <laughs> <laughs> took me a while. <laughs> He's like, who is this cunt? <laughs> no, awesome, mate. Thank, thanks for all that and I'll um, keep, in, keep in contact anyway. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for the yarn. It was bloody good. Cheers, mate. All good. All right. Have a good one, eh? Oh, yeah. Thanks again, Trudeau. Special thanks goes to Frog and Dan Graham for the hookup and all this uh, Instagram stories they gave me. Uh, they gave me a bit of propaganda to give in the story that I put on um, Instagram. The, the boys will understand. Uh, if you check out my Instagram story a couple of weeks ago, a, a post I put up, you'll, you'll see all the footage of uh, Trudeau actually saving the whale. So check that out on um, Taz Yarns. Check that out on Instagram. This podcast is brought to you by Fish Skins. If you don't know them, you're living under a rock. Nah, that's not actually their logo. I just made that up. So I, was, I actually see so, so many people wearing their um, 
their their gear in the posts on instagram and stuff and i get excited so i share them with the fishkins crew and yeah it's, it's pretty good just to share the stoke and i yeah i always like seeing people wear the fishkins gear even when i see them around town i give them a big hey so yeah keep on wearing the gear it's either fishkins or swim that's my motto i don't know if it's theirs but it's mine shout out time ryan springle he said he's loving the podcast ever since the as and taz days so he's a good switch over rapper yeah, he did the switch over from As and Taz to Taz Yarn, so thanks, Ryan. We've got Robert J. Hodge, saying he loves me work, and he uh, suggested a bloke I should get in contact with. So, yeah, I'll, I'll do that, Robert. And uh, Jack Richards, he's loving the surf talk on the podcast. So he moved up from down south, and he's living in Mackay at the moment. So get amongst it, get some more waves. I haven't had a wave for a bloody six months, I reckon, but I'm going to try to get back out there as soon as I can. All right, thanks a lot, people, and... Tuuru. Have a good time. And um, I keep forgetting the question at the end. What can you do to be a better cunt? So just ask yourself that every morning when you wake up and go to, go to work. What can I do today to be a better cunt? See you, everybody. <laughs>